Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Middle Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa, and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts, and I am here this evening with my trusty co-host, Maeve Kitty. It is St. Patrick's Day here in Boston, and for those of you who celebrate, Slancha. And for those of you who don't, Slancha anyway. Tonight's episode is about the new album by Queensryche frontman Todd LaTorre. It is called Rejoice in the Suffering. And it's not so much a review as it's just me telling you about this album that I've been listening to and really enjoying and talking a little bit about the songs. Before we get started on that, though, as always, I want to thank everyone for their support. It is truly appreciated. And so with that, we're on to episode 12. to episode 12 so i've been listening to this i've been listening to this quite a bit actually i really enjoy it it's called uh rejoice in the suffering and it's from todd latori now you guys probably know todd best as the guy who took over for jeff tate in queensryche and i think he's been doing a really great job i think he brought new life back into that band because um towards the end there with jeff it was just getting really it was getting stale it really wasn't it really wasn't working for me, and uh, he's really breathed some new life into that band, and he's been doing a really great job, and he has a really great voice, and yes, he does have sort of a Jeff Tate voice, and he can do the Jeff Tate stuff, which is which is also really good. Obviously, it's really good if you see them live. I saw them live. I saw them with Scorpions. I think it was the Scorpions. Anyway, uh, I thought he did a really great job. Fairly young. I think he's like early 40s, I want to say. And uh, he's actually from uh, my old stomping ground of the Tampa Bay area in Florida, where I lived in the 80s. And I used to see the band called Crimson Glory back in the day. And he wasn't in the band then, but he ended up being in that band back in like the early 2000, 2003, 2004, something like that. I've talked about that before on the podcast. But anyway, he did this album. He did this album. It's basically him and his friend. His friend's name is Craig Blackwell. He, he, they grew up together, and it's just really the two of them. There's a couple of guests and things like that, but basically they're doing everything. So Todd is doing the vocals and the drums. He originally was a drummer. He started out as a drummer. Uh, his buddy Craig is doing the bass, bass guitar, bass, the bass appearances, but it's basically just these two, and they wrote it together, and uh, they recorded it together. The thing about this album is, is that yes, there are Queensryche elements, but I think what you get from this is you really see his influences. You can sort of guess his age. You can sort of guess like around when he was growing up, um, the music that was popular at the time, right? So with that, let's get into this and I'm just going to go song by song, give you guys just a little comment, nothing, uh, I'm not going to get too geeky or geeky deep divey or anything but the song the the song that opens up the album is called dogmata and this is a heavy opening track and what i really liked about this as an opener was i think that it was a statement piece i think that by him not coming out of the gate with something that was queen's it sort of was setting the table for hey this is my album this is um this is going to be a little bit different um this is this is where I am, this is this is what influences me, and I really I really thought that it was a great a great kickstart to the 
album. His voice is really strong. It opens with a pounding riff. Uh, it's a, just a great way to kick off an album. His voice is sort of Halfordy feeling, you know. Uh, you sort of get sort of a um, a Judas Priest vibe from this song. It's got a ripping guitar solo. And if they ever go on tour, I hope that they open with this song because I think this would be quite the uh, fantastic way to open up a show. I think it would be a banging way to open up a show. I think it would get everybody, um, everybody's juices flowing. I think it would be a really great way to set up the show. And I think that this was a great way to set the tone for the album. And I think one of the other things that this song does is it showcases Craig, uh, who's not obviously not well known. Uh, this guy really He's a really, really great guitarist. He's a really, really great musician. And you can see that right away in this first song. The second song is called Pretenders. And uh, the opening drums are, they're not that exciting. They're just pounding. It's nothing spectacular. Actually, the drums are probably my least favorite thing on this album. They're not bad. They're more utilitarian. But um, where was I? I've got some notes. So the opening drums are not that exciting. Um, they're just sort of pounding. But then you get um, the guitar has a lot of melody. I sort of got an Ingve vibe from the guitar in this song. And, and Todd's voice is much like the last one, it, the last song, that is, in that it sounds sort of Halford-like, sort of priesty-like. Um, the song is about the hypocrisy of religion. So it's a, kind of a little bit of a heavy subject matter. The first song is kind of a heavy subject matter as well sort of deals with um, religious zealots and, and um, things like that. So it's a little bit of kind of heavy subject matter on, the, on these tracks. Um, occasionally in this song you hear a little s snippet of the Jeff Tate vocals, or Jeff Tate style vocals, I should say. And it's got another great guitar solo. The third song is Hellbound and Down, which I believe is the single. In this one, I think that his voice sounds more, like when you listen to this single... This song, this is sort of the song that everybody would go, oh yeah, this this is Todd Latore's song. This is this is the guy from Queensryche. It sort of has that, just you sort of feel like, I'm glad that this didn't open the album because I think, I kind of wish it maybe it wasn't to get the idea that this is like a Queensryche, Queensryche mimic album, you know, that, that there's more, I want them to know that there's more to this album than that. It's it's very nice, but it's it's got a super short guitar solo. I don't even know if I would call it a guitar solo. It's more like just a passage, which is fine. You know, I guess you don't need a huge guitar solo in every song. The fourth song is the title track, Rejoice in the Suffering. His voice sounds super Rob Halfordy in this song. And then there's this passage where he sounds exactly like Jeff Tate, like exactly like him. And the guitar in this song has sort of a Jakey Lee vibe to it. And the next song is Crossroads to Insanity. And this is the Pantera-like song. It definitely has, his his vocals sort of sound like Phil Anselmo. And it's definitely got a Pantera vibe, like a Cemetery Gates, maybe even a Planet Caravan, more like the Pantera version of Planet Caravan vibe to it. And then there's parts of this song that remind me of an Anthrax song, but I can't think of what the song is. I think it might be a John Bush era song but if you guys listen to it and you know what it is reach out to me because I'm trying to figure out I've listened to this song like a million times trying to figure out it may not even be an anthrax song but it reminds me of a song but I can't think of what not a, like a ripoff it just reminds me of a song that I can't think of the name of the song the song's kind of mellow but it's 
good mellow. It's not like um, it's not like power ballady or anything like that. It's just it's just a, a mellower song. The next song is called Critical Cynic. Critical Critical Cynic. Critical Cynic. And this sounds very Primal Fury, which kind of is sort of like priesty, right? Because Primal Fury kind of sometimes sounds like priest. But this sounds more Primal Fury because it sounds more kind of, has sort of a 90s feel to it. This is musically, not not vocally. I wouldn't say vocally. In this song, his voice sort of pops in and out of sounding like Jeff Tate. This song almost has like a new metal feel. This is where you can kind of see uh, his age. You can kind of see what was popular when he was, you know, when he was coming up. The next song, his song seven, is called uh, Darkened Majesty. And this has like pounding drums. Again, they're not super exciting. They're just sort of there. Uh, the vocals are super high. This song sort of reminds me of Nevermore. Only the vocals are a little bit higher. Uh, it has that kind of feel. Even maybe an axle kind of feel to it. Uh, the keyboards are prominent in this in this song. The next song is Vexed. This song is a, it's a heavy song. He's sort of screechy in parts, but the chorus of this song sounds super Queen's Reiki. I don't mean that in a bad way either. It gets much heavier though, like almost like an industrial feel, but then it goes back to the chorus, which is much more melodic and much more sort of Queen's Reiki. Uh, number nine is Vanguard of the Dawn Wall. And there's nothing else to say about this song, but this is the thrash song on this album. This is a thrashing song. It's dynamite. Number 10 is Apology. And this is the straight up Queen's Right song. There's no like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This is straight up Queen's Reiki song. Todd sounds exactly like Jeff during this song. And the music even has that kind of vibe to it. And the next song is Fractured. This has a heavy opening. It sort of has a, this This one is definitely 90s feel. It definitely has like an Alice in Chains feel to it. Uh, you can definitely tell this is a 90s influenced an influ 90s influenced song. Number, where am I? I don't even know where I am. <laughs> Number 12 is Set It Off. And this is a 90s sounding song too. And again, it has sort of a um, an Alice in Chains vibe. There's this weird like loudspeaker part in it. Like he's talking through a loudspeaker, which sort of reminds me of sort of like a, I don't know, a Slipknot Stone Sour. Again, it's sort of that whole late 90s, early 2000s vibe to it. And then... The, thir the 13th song is called One by One. And this is a heavy song. This is a very heavy song. This is a thrash song. It's sort of got a Metallica feel or a Testament feel. There's, there's, there's parts of this where you, you feel like people could mosh to this song. They could definitely mosh to this song. The vocals are thrash vocals, sort of reminiscent of um, Chuck Billy, um, even Tom Morea, I would say. Uh, sort of got that Slayer thing going on. Then he does a little bit of the clean vocals. Then he goes back to the, to the thrashy vocals. There's a part in there that sort of sounds like a Metallica song. Sort of has that Metallica vibe. Old Metallica. And uh, the guitar is very melodic. This is a great song. This is one of my favorite songs, actually. There's 13 songs on the album. They say that the last three songs are bonus songs. So I don't know if there's like another version of the album. I don't know. But the one that I got has 13 songs on it. So that's the whole album. And my takeaway is that this is a really great album. He did a really great job on it. I think it shows that it shows that he can sing. 
like he can sing in a, a lot of different styles. A lot of, he has he has a great range. I think it shows that he's a, he's a um, a talented and thoughtful songwriter. Uh, like I said, the drumming is it's okay. I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's certainly not bad at all. But it's not you know it's he's not Neil Peart, but you know or Dave Lombardo. But I don't think he's supposed to be. I think maybe they're just there you know as part of it, but not really um, the focus. I also think that this album showcases his buddy, uh, Craig, um, who is kind of the star of the show in, in many ways because he uh, wrote most of the musical music parts and the arrangement did the arranging. And he is obviously incredibly talented. He's obviously a very, very, very talented guitar player. And I hope that this album puts his name out there and puts him on the map and gives him some attention because I think that he really does deserve it. I think, I don't know what he sort of does. I think he does like, um, some studio work or he does some, um, some sort of behind the scenes stuff, but I would like to see him more, uh, out front because, um, he certainly has the chops for it. So that's it. This is kind of a quick episode, but, uh, like I said, I was, I had done this, started to do this, I should say, and it just got really like I was going into like detail and it was just getting really long and kind of convoluted and I really didn't want it to be to be like that I kind of wanted this to be just a a quick listen uh, so that you guys could get sort of an idea maybe check it out for yourself you can listen to it on Spotify and YouTube and all that kind of stuff there's a couple of videos I think um, there's a video for um, Hellbound no not critical cynical what is the other one um I just um I just saw it as a matter of fact. Sorry guys, I can't remember what the other um the the other uh, song was. One of the other songs. Oh, cro- I'm sorry. It's Crossroads to Insanity. I had written it down. Crossroads to Insanity and Hellbound. They both have videos, so you might want to check those out. If you do like like this album, I'd like to hear about it. If you don't like this album, I'd also like to hear about it. So you can reach out to me. You can email me at metalmelissapodcast at gmail or you can tweet me. I'm on Twitter quite a bit at Metal Chat Pod, M-E-T-A-L-C-H-A-T-P-O-D. And that's it. That's all I have for you tonight. So enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. And until next time, be well. Mm-hmm.